Passion Work and Whiskey, our favorite podcast. That's right. It's me, Jason Courtney, hosting the show along with my co-host and executive producer, Mr. Olin J. Hyde. How's it kicking today, brother? Ooh, it's busy. It's it, like, what was it? Knees to chest? Or? Knees to chest. <laughs> knees to chest. Knees to chest. Today, yeah, that's baby. how fast you got to run. Knees to chest. But it's fixing to get a heck of a lot better. Yeah. Because we got some drinks. Yeah, we got a little uh, barrel proof. Ooh. Super stout. Private release. 129.9 proof. It's uh, finished in a Indiana rye cask. It is a bottle 120. It is cask strength. And this is distilled in Indiana and in Kentucky. Rare bottle is one of our private release series. We carefully select and blend these whiskeys and finish them in Indiana rye cask for added complexity. It's bottled at cask strength so you can appreciate its true flavors. Joe Beatrice. Yeah. So we got this the... from Lukens, recommended from our CPA. It's going to be it. it's going to be strong. I know. Be careful, don't breathe fire. Whew. But it's good. It is, but now, granted, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. This is the one that'll sneak up on you here, because it's smooth, but you can tell it's got a lot, a lot of hit to it. It definitely woke me right up, right? I'm a little tired in the afternoon. I didn't get my afternoon nap yet today, and doesn't look like I will be getting it, so I didn't, didn't manage those expectations very well. It's very mild for the the proof. You're still talking about the bourbon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you're talking about my nap. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to keep us focused on a <laughs> Well, I, my expectation was to have a nap, and I didn't get one, because sometimes I take a little 15-minute cat nap. Did you communicate that to anybody? No. No. No one... Is that how it works? You have to communicate your expectations? It is helpful. My wife oftentimes will say something along the lines of, well, why didn't you do that? And I'm like, well, you didn't ask. Actually, I think this morning she asked me to do something. Shots fired, Escambia. Shots fired. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> be in route. Well, you didn't ask me to do that. She's like, you're supposed to know what is on my mind. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, you know, that is something that we've learned from working together for the last few years is, you know, sometimes I would have expectations and not necessarily share them with you. And then I would find myself getting frustrated that they weren't done. And then you would be frustrated that you couldn't get what I wanted done and we would both end up frustrated all because we didn't take the time to stop and communicate what we wanted. And there's still time, time where you get frustrated because I'll, in my mind, I'll have like, Hey, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go buy this customer. I'm going to go do this or whatever. And then, you know, nine o'clock rolls around and you're like, Hey, are you, you coming into the office today? And I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine like so typically if i'm asking him it's not because i'm like he's not putting in enough hours like yeah normally it's because i a need something or b two Someone or three people have coming. walked up to me in the office is Olin coming in today like i don't know i'm not his babysitter you know but that's why we try to have a schedule and try to in and, and yeah it happens like i said we we understand but when we can communicate you know here recently with casey like casey wasn't here at like 8 10 today and i'm like she must have a doctor's appointment. I go in and look at her calendar and sure enough, seven thirty, she had a doctor's appointment. So I'm like, Oh, she'll be in by nine. Yep. No worries. Wasn't, wasn't concerned. Just was like, where is she? She's always prompt, you know? So managing expectations is important for home life. It's important for work life. And yeah. it's really easy to do. 
Well, there, it can be to... done really poorly, right? You can call <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday evening to a restaurant and say, hey, we know it's a busy night. What's your wait time? And then the hostess will say, um, it'll be between uh, five and 15 minutes and uh, four hours, some, <laughs> somewhere in that time. Yeah, somewhere between now and four hours later, you'll be able to get into our restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that doesn't manage expectations very well, but it does give you at least some form like, hey, they're they're either getting their butts kicked or are fixing to. Maybe we should do something else. But had you not called and just shown up and which we had done somewhere else. <laughs> see, you guys didn't. <laughs> Once yeah. again, we, it's just a matter of thinking in, a, in advance and then being intentional about it, right? Like we're going through and onboarding uh, a guy named Tyler. He's new to our, our business and we're excited to have him. And like, so two weeks ago, I start getting ready for his onboarding. I'm ordering shirts. I got bags, right? I'm like, okay, great. I've lined Danny up. He's going to come in after Casey leaves and goes on maternity leave and he's going to switch out offices. Everything's going to be fine. Well, I'm off on Fridays, at least from the office. Uh, I was working. Yeah. I I can't (laughs) stay away. I'm addicted. Um, But you know, I stopped by to drop something off or pick something up and I walk in and Casey's like half put together in the office that she's taking over and the other office is half destroyed. And I'm like, what, what the heck is going on? Like, and I'm not going to throw under the bus. (laughs) It wasn't her decision. You throw me under the bus. No, no, I was going (laughs) to, you know, her, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Like, I mean, it was immediately thrown to you. There was, you were all under the bus, but, uh, it was one of those, like, I didn't care. I had just already set expectations that it was going to happen after Casey went on maternity, but I didn't communicate that I already had that planned with Danny, right? Same way, like I was ordering shirts and everything and, and TV or uh, new monitors for his desk. And you're like, oh, well, I wanted a monitor. It's like, I just offered you one three months ago when Caleb started and you didn't want one. So I just assumed. And so just by communicating, right? Yeah, we can we can end some of those frustrations, which you would think after three and a half going on four years now, we would have figured out as business partners and 20 plus years as friends. But I mean, 12 years of marriage almost. And uh, so a few months ago when I was out having to work, managing expectations, right? There were a few times where Heather would be like not upset that I was going out clean. She understood. She's just, hey, when are you going to be home? And, you know, sometimes I would say, oh, I should be home by nine. And then if I wasn't home by nine, she was annoyed. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few times where I was just like, I don't know. Like, I'd rather manage your expectation and that of it's going to be a while. And I don't know exactly. Like, <laughs> so we closed out a bank account today. We're transitioning banks and I'll refrain from using names so we don't receive a cease and desist order because, you know, all those big wig execs listen to our podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> So I went to the bank and it was an act of Congress trying to close these accounts. They had to wait for approval that came from some remote manager because they don't have managers in their branches anymore because that's what they do. It's super annoying. Well, this lady comes out and she's like, Hey, we're going to have to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Do you know about how long I'll be waiting? This is at right around 12 o'clock. Uh, yes, sir. I should have it done for you in about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, great. 
So 1220, she comes back and she's like, hey, we're waiting on a few more things. Can I get you to sign this? And I'm like, "Okay, well, it's been 20 minutes. You gave me an expectation of 10 to 15 minutes. Like and she's like, yeah, maybe five more minutes. And as she starts to walk away in typical Jason fashion, I'm like, hey, I can appreciate five minutes. But is that like a real five minutes or is that like I should leave and go get something productive done and come back in like four and a half hours? (laughs) And uh, no, no, sir. I think it really should be. So then another 20 minutes later, she comes back at 1240 and hands me the checks and says, thank you so much for being patient. And, you know, for me, it was one of those, I don't mind waiting 40 minutes. I don't mind asking, you know, Hey, I don't really know. You know, it's just give me that real. It's like Frank taught me. Back, back in the day, and I've shared this story before at Durnford when I'd like, hey, no, we don't have, like, there's no water under those safes. Like, it was sealed. And <laughs> he's like, you're full of S, Jason. And I was like, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Like, he's like, if you don't know, just tell me you don't know. Like, and that's fine. Not knowing is okay. Yeah. Like, just don't, don't try and BS your way through it. Like, just, hey, I'm not sure, sir. Uh, we're waiting on this remote employee to approve it. And, As soon as she does, I'll be happy to let you know. Well, it's like we've talked about when a customer asks us, for example, to clean a stain on the carpet. If we go in and we look at the stain and we say, hey, we'll absolutely try to get this out. And I think we'll be able to do it. But just so you know, if this is coffee, for example, that you've spilled, there's a good chance that this stain might come back in a day or two after we clean it. Mm -hmm. And now when the customer has that occur, they're not upset, right? If we clean it, and then they call us back and they go, hey, like the stain reappeared like you didn't uh, clean it very well. And we go, oh, well, that's just because it wicked back up. Then it sounds like we're making an excuse exactly. versus if we explained it on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's I mean, like I said, that just happens so often. I mean, you have kids, right? Like, I mean, you have to manage their expectations. If you tell them, hey, we're going to eat in 10 minutes. My God, you better have food on that table in 10 minutes because they're going to be ready to eat the table, even if they're not hungry. Like you've set that expectation for them. So their mind starts telling them, hey, I'm hungry. We have a big clock on the wall and we use that all the time with, hey, when the the long hand hits this number, it's time to stop watching TV and go get ready for bed or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because it helps manage the expectations. uh, Because we realize like a lot of times they have no concept if we say 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, we don't out have there concepts of 10 minutes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So instead we try to give them real concrete or even like if we're at the park, it's like, all right, two more slides. And then we're, we're leaving. Cause if we say five more minutes, then they're sad and they're crying and I don't want to leave. And yeah, but two more slides they can grasp. Yep. They know. Okay. I better make one more loop before I go down this slide again. Cause yeah. this is going to be my last one, you know? And that's what we've got to do in business is manage those expectations for our employees, for our customers, for our coworkers, right? Like, I mean, it just makes life that much more simple. And when we do it well, it, it causes us to be successful with our relationship. It causes us to typically be successful in the outcome and it gives everybody an easier tract instead of just trying to figure it out. Like I said, I mean, I was, I had ordered monitors already and done this and done that. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready for him. And then lo and behold, Owen's like, Oh, well, I didn't want him to walk in and not have an office. Like I wanted him to know. And I'm like, well, you know, I could have helped yeah. if you would have told me that was your expectation. You know, if 
I would have known your expectation was that you wanted to monitor. And, you know, if I'd have told you my expectation is I'm getting Danny to do this after such and such time, like you would have known, okay, like I don't need to worry about that. But you try to take the initiative. And instead, uh, instead of me communicating my, you know, plan, I just said, yeah, it's going to happen. And you don't need to know. And so then you took it into your own hands. When it's like, we've talked with the team recently with new hires and we have a really big focus on making sure that we're bringing people into the organization. Well, and I've told everyone on the team, like, don't feel like you don't need to tell someone information like, Hey, you're going to be starting this night. Here's where you're going to go. Here's who's going to be training you. I was like, I'd rather them hear it three times than no times. Yeah. And it was that same managing that expectation of, I want everyone to feel obligated almost to let make sure that person knows what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, for me, you know, we've, we've been trying to help manage some expectations for our new employees. I try to lay out who we are, who we want to be as a company, who we try to be, how we live out our mission statement. And I feel like it connects us a little sooner than if they just have to come in and try and figure it out. Right. If we just say, Hey, this is who we are. This is who we want to be. And this is how we live that out, right? So our, our mission statement is to honor God by positively impacting people in workplaces. You can say that till you're blue in the face, but when you stop and say, hey, this is how we live that out, we stop before we make a decision that affects personnel and we say, hey, is this going to positively impact them? Does this positively impact the workplace? Because sometimes they're not always going to be the same, right? Just because we they're like letting someone go, which we've had to do recently. Like sometimes that's not best for the person. But it's best for the workplace. It's best for the environment. It's best for everybody around them. So you have to take those into account, but you have to ask yourself those questions. And then it gives us the opportunity to set their expectations like, hey, we're going to have quarterly appreciation events for you. We're going to show you we appreciate you by doing these things. And then it's like they get to hold us accountable. Right. And it's it makes it better for us. And it makes it lets them know what they're going to get. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so much that goes into managing expectations. But as you said, a big chunk of it is just around the communication of it up front and not feeling like you're going to offend someone by saying, hey, I just want to make sure you're aware of X or this is our expectation. And even in delegating, I've been much more cognizant of letting sure letting the team know, like my expectations. Yeah. So. We were just talking about all of our new uh, hires and how we're making sure that we're bringing them on well. And one of the things we were doing is reviewing our PowerPoints that we use for the orientation. And I've sat with everyone and said, take time, look this over. And by Friday at 5 p.m., I want your notes on any edits because I didn't want to just say, hey, give me your edits and leave it kind of open ended and then be frustrated, you know, in two weeks when no one has given me any information but instead it was like my, here's my expectation. Like, right. Here's your deadline. Get it to me by then. And pretty much everybody got it to me on time. Yeah. And, and so sometimes explaining the why is helpful, right? So as, as an expectation, like I can say, Hey, I expect this to happen and it has to happen on some level because I'm the boss, but that's not really a good leadership style. That's not really the best way to manage or lead people 
to gain their respect and gain their trust and really get their buy-in. So I'll give a, for instance, and Joe has really started listening to the podcast. So I'm going to give her a shout out and apologize for embarrassing you just a little bit. Um, so this month we, uh, every month we send out birthday and anniversary cards and we always send them out before the first. So they have them on the date of their birthday and anniversary. And this week or this month, um, they went out on like the, the eighth of February, something like that. Yeah. And I was really frustrated by this and I wanted to lose it on her. I wanted to be like, what the heck are you thinking? Like it's one job, you know, just lose it and probably lose some of her respect and hopes and admiration towards working with us for a long time. But instead I went to you and I vented for just a moment. I said, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to go coach her. And I said, Joe, this is why it's important. If this was your birthday and you got the card a week or two after your birthday, would it make you feel important? No. What about your anniversary? What if you got the letter two weeks after your anniversary? Would you feel like an afterthought? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's why it's imperative for us to get these out and to them in a timely manner. I get it. It's important to me. So it's important to you, but this is why it should be important to you. And she's like, I understand Jason and we won't have this issue again. And just by explaining that, you know, yes, she knew the expectation, but maybe she didn't understand the why. And so by explaining that, why now she's bought in, she's like, I don't want it to be my fault that they don't feel appreciated. She has to own that now because she understands it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's that is what we wanted to talk about today was that managing expectation piece. It's important with our families. It's important with work. And the more we do it, the more comfortable we get in our lifestyle. So we appreciate everybody listening today. We want you to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Play, uh, any any of those forms that we're on, we always appreciate the like, share, and subscribe. You can reach out to us at Old Fashioned Working Whiskey on Facebook. Until next time, we'll see you then. 